podcasts. There are a million of them, and they're all amazing. What the hell? You are now listening to the sounds of Soul Radio, hosted by Dan Carlin. Hey, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It has been a little bit, as it typically goes, life and whatnot. What is going on? Once again, you are listening to Soul Radio. My name is Dan Carlin, and I'm going to start this shit off with an announcement. If you are listening to this episode around the time of its drop date and are in the Chicagoland area and are free on October 20th, 2020, that is a Tuesday night, come on out to Trace Aurelian Oak Park at 7.30 p.m. We are going to be hosting Soul Radio, Soul Media's first ever comedy show. Uh, past Soul Radio guest Mars Timms is the headliner. Opening will be Soli Santos and Daryl Moon. And the whole fucking thing is going to be hosted by Jake Knoll. It is going to be an amazing night. Come on out. $5 suggested donation. <sighs> come, and support, uh, come and support the arts and eat some delicious fucking Italian food at the same damn time. At the same damn time. Aside from that, I'm not going to waste anybody else's time any further, and we're just going to get into this interview I got coming up. Uh, That is with actress, YouTube personality, content creator, writer, uh, personal friend of mine, Aaron Shout, was gracious enough to spend some time with me to talk about her life from Chicago to Nashville and many of the places in between. She has a story. I'm gonna let her tell it. You know how we do. Let's get to it. Could have been better basically the entire time, but I survived it. I made it to the, the just set the bar real fucking low right now. <laughs> oh no. Um, what happened with your car? Okay, so um You know, my car broke down the other day, uh, took it in. They told me it was my battery. Turned out it wasn't my battery. I'm guessing it was my alternator because got the shit replaced this morning, picked up my kids. We're going, you know, to Schaumburg and it breaks down on the side of the highway. Get a jump start from a cop, breaks down again. And um, one $200 toll later, here we all are. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, psh. look, I, my children were so amused by it. Like they got to see a tow truck, put my car <laughs> on the tow truck and we got to hang out on the side of the nice part of the side of 290 where like there's grass. And so now they're like, is this what camping is like? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Oh my God. And you're like, it's taking me everything to not scream that this is not a good thing. (laughs) I mean, I I told them straight up like, yeah, I'm glad you had a fun adventure, but don't expect this shit again. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) In no uncertain terms, but how, where are you living now, Aaron? I'm all over. I'm technically, um, right now I've been in Nashville, um, with my boyfriend. I, and I usually am located in Atlanta, but when everything kind of happened, I had just moved into an apartment and, uh, hadn't even like unpacked my shit yet. 
and the pandemic hit and I had, I had happened to come visit him in Nashville and then we were under lockdown and I was like, everything shut down. All my jobs were stopped. Obviously the industry stopped. So I was like, and I'm just going to move here for a while. And so now I'm just kind of like waiting it out for the end of the year to kind of see what the next step is to take. What, uh, what have you been doing to spend your time in, uh, just, you know, as somebody, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Aaron Shout, uh, actress, entertainer, YouTube personality. Am I missing anything? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> but yes, hello. Hello. Let's actually get into our shared history. Oh, you and I met way back in the day, I think like 2014. It was a lot. I was trying to think about it today. I was like, where did I even meet Dan? Like Grubhub. Yes. Oh, yes. That's what I thought. That's what I told David. But I was like, I don't want to get on this podcast and be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I remembered too. I was like, I think it was Grubhub because like a ton of comedians were working at like Grubhub and Groupon at the time. That is one thing I loved about that company is that everybody hated being there just as much as everybody else. Yeah. And like nobody wanted to be there forever. Everyone was waiting for that break to be like, yo, so long fuckers. And then like... So yeah. I, I feel like that's what made, you know, the corporate culture there a little more tolerable. Yeah, I actually, I didn't hear about this after the time, at the time, um, because I worked reception. And so we would always have like conversations with anyone who came up and because we were so bored, there really was not a lot to do. And so, you know, when people would come up, we'd be like, hi, what are you doing? And I actually ended up, after I left the corporate office, I started driving for them because I actually made more doing delivery for them than working at the actual office. (laughs) And I delivered to um, one of the like really high ups. And he was like, he was like, you know, like, hi, how are you and everything? And he was like, I will say there are a lot less people wandering around reception and actually doing their jobs now that you've gone. I was like, Sorry. <laughs> I feel like my, uh, I feel like what happened out there, you know, following my leaving is probably very similar. Yeah. Did we'll you probably do? Get, I was a dispatcher. Oh, I remember that. Cause I remember talking to you and being like, I remember that. I remember being like, Dan will help me out every time. I was like, I want to try to talk to Dan. And as soon as I found out you were a vegan, maybe like a month or two into working with you, I would just like, you know, tease you about it over the dispatch board, just like relentlessly. It's like, oh, I, well, I, Aaron, you're closest to Kuma's Corner, but I can't send you in there. Might, they might smell the vegetable on you. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. My car just always like smelled of burgers. Just like it always smelled like burger. <laughs> it's like I'm a vegan and my car smells like hamburger. Well, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do to make money. Yeah. What are you even doing now for money? That's a really loaded question. (laughs) I feel like we're um, all like, I'm doing 16 things that each pay me like $20. That's that's (laughs) the short answer. That's the short answer. Collecting unemployment. (laughs) That too. That too. But on top of that, I've just, I've been freelancing. I just got a job over at this, uh, this uh italian restaurant over in oak park nice 
Yeah, I'm I'm like serving, bartending. It's it's really nice. It's called Tracerelli. There is um it's essentially what you get when you cross like a fancy Italian joint with Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's you like come on in next time you're here, but I will. And I'm ho- hosting my first comedy night there ever. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I kid you not. I got Mars Tim's headlining and everything like that's going to be epic, man. That's so cool. Well, I mean, I, I've been doing this podcast for like four years. And uh, it's, wow. uh, it's led me to meet a lot of really cool people who are funny for a living. And I basically like I called in all the favors I could for this. That's awesome. I hope and it's if, super successful. I do. T- like if I don't completely shit the bed. You like, won't. If... I'm going to try and make it a monthly thing, but we'll see how this first one goes. That's so cool. Congrats. It's, it's hard to host your own event. It takes, people don't realize how much work hosting your own event takes. It takes hours, like way to go. I know how like challenging that can be. And I know it's going to be awesome. Thank you. It's definitely an undertaking, but I mean, with your experience and your knowledge, you're going to be fucking great i can't wait i hope i, I hope you like that. record it or something so i can see it oh it's all going on youtube i'm gonna Perfect. try i don't know how twitch works but if i can figure it out between now and tuesday oh it's on tuesday yeah oh wow oh my gosh cool um but um you on the other hand speaking of people who just kind of start their own platform uh you started your uh, YouTube channel about a year or so ago. It's you know picked up a tremendous amount of traction. You know you have a you 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 have like a very admirable amount of subscribers. You know uh, videos that have gone viral. What um how did you start? Did you ever and did you ever feel like giving up before hitting success? Oh man, what a loaded question. Um, I. I started about a year ago because my friend who I'm at an acting class, his name's Jamal, the creative. Um, he invited me to be in a couple of his sketches and he was like really encouraging of me to get on YouTube. And I've had people encourage me to get on YouTube before. And honestly, I wish I had listened and gotten on it. Like when I was back in Chicago, cause I, I had dated a YouTuber back like six years ago who was a YouTuber. And I always just kind of was annoyed by it because he was more of like a lifestyle YouTuber and it was like anything we did, he had to record it. And I was like, Uh, this is so exhausting. I don't, and I'm, people are kind of surprised to hear this, but I'm a pretty private person. Like the things I share are not usually very personal um, unless I'm like making fun of myself. Right. Um, And so I didn't want to just like put out lifestyle videos all the time because I have like, you know, I want to keep certain things really personal and, Um, So I didn't do that. But then when I met Jamal and he was doing so much and he had this amazing team behind him and he was so motivated to like make all of his income from YouTube, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll try it. And I always thought it was going to interfere with my acting career because, you know, acting has always been number one for me. I've always wanted to work in film and television. It's been my dream since I was a kid. That's what I've always wanted to do. Like comedy improv to me has always been like a means to that end, like collecting all these tools to serve me in the future, like in my acting. And so I was like, well, what if like I do something on YouTube and then it affects a job I could potentially get in the future. And 
Um, so I kind of teetered on it for a while. So I did a couple videos last winter and then I, in the spring, I kind of like fell away from it. And then when the pandemic hit, I started back up again. And then I, um, kind of went through a little like depression for like a month and a half. I think all of us, (laughs) especially creative people where you're like, what's my purpose? I have nothing to do now. Everything's shut down. Like, I don't know who I am anymore. And then I just was like, I uh, did a video with, with Jamal and he's like achieved his goal, you know? Uh And I was like, wow, you're so inspiring. And um, so then I was like, I'm going to just, it started off with a video every week and then collaborating with different people. And then do it now I'm doing three videos a week and it's just exponential growth. Like the more material you have out for people to watch, the more they're going to watch. And so like, ideally what I hope is that when I get a new subscriber, if they like what I'm doing, they'll go back and they'll watch almost all of my videos. Cause when I, when I find a YouTuber, I love, I'm like, Oh, what else do they have? And I'll, I'll oh, sit and sure. I'll binge like everything. So that's like what I hope people are doing. I don't know for sure if they are, but, um, I definitely have probably at least once a week, a moment where I'm like, is this stupid? Like, am I going too far? Am I over the top? Or you get, you know, a hate comment. Like I got, I've gotten, mm. Because I have the last month or so been growing a little faster, I've started to notice more troll behavior and it's helping me develop a thicker skin, but it's definitely, there are times where I'm like taking it too personally. And it's like, I know I don't need to take it personally because it's just a random person, but it's, it's, I'm a very sensitive person. So it's like, (laughs) I I definitely relate to that. Like, You know, I'll I'll put like an interview clip up on YouTube and it'll get mostly thumbs up. So then, then it'll get like four thumbs down. I'm like, what, what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and you don't know, why? you don't know why. Yeah, you don't know why. And and you have to just start being like, you know, you're not for everyone. You could be the ripest peach in the whole bundle and someone's going to not like peaches. So I don't know. And there's so many I think this year has shown us there are so many people in the world of so many different viewpoints and backgrounds. Like one person can hit so many different markets. So if there's one person out in a world of billions of people, you don't have to worry about that one person because there's going to be a hundred for that one person that had a criticism for you. And if you have that mindset, that'll push you to keep going. In a perfect world, where would your career land you? Like, what would you be doing? Oh man. Uh, No pressure though. I know. I, um, well, I, I think ideally I would be a series regular on a, like a very wonderful TV show that it's challenging for me to do. That is fun. Everyone on set gets along. It's well received by the audience and it goes on for years and years and years and years. (laughs) Uh Just so I have like job stability. Um, but I also want to keep building that YouTube because, Definitely. you know, that's something as an artist, I think as artists, we all need, like you have this podcast. No one can take this podcast away from you, Truth. no matter what. And that's such a, it's like, oh, this is mine. This is all mine. It doesn't really matter what other people do with it as long as I get to keep doing it. And as long as I'm creatively fulfilled and in a stable financial place, I'm happy. And have with you, people I love, working with people I love and putting out good work too. Have you felt any creative cr- uh, fatigue during quarantine? Like any, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've gone, go it's on. like a roller coaster. It's like, I'll get a ton of ideas and then I'll be like, 
I have nothing. Like last week, it was the week where I was like, I have nothing. I have nothing. What am I going to make? And then Friday night, randomly, my boyfriend was gone. And I was, I suddenly like turned out three sketches and was like, okay, it's back. It's so, it's like, it's like, you know, you're twisting a little like water nozzle and like, sometimes it's flowing and sometimes you like turn it off for whatever reason, you know? And Oh yeah, no, it, it's like a water nozzle. It's like herpes. Uh, what else? <laughs> it's like, yeah. What other awful thing can we compare this to? Diabetes flare-ups. <laughs> yeah, COVID. <laughs> yeah, you know, you think it's going away up. No, there it is. There's, there's the uptick. Oh boy. But I think that that's what people like. We're such consumers and people like, we're consumers by, by just the nature of the society we're living in now. And I think people forget that any kind of creative person is still a human being. They're not just someone putting a product out for you. So it's like people get mad when the product you're creating for them isn't what they want, but it's also so unfair. It just makes me like, even if there's someone whose work I'm like, Oh, I don't, necessary it's not for me but I can appreciate that they're doing it because they're doing it and that's awesome like keep going keep doing it even if someone had like a sketch that I was like this is the worst thing I've ever seen that's not funny I would still tell that person keep going keep doing this because no matter what you're gonna grow and I have oh, yeah. I have sketches up on my YouTube right now that I'm like uh, uh <laughs> I don't want oh, yeah. people to watch that one <laughs> I've done some terrible <laughs> interviews in my time doing this podcast and just for the sake of my idea that like you know all of this is building up to something it's like a narrative of sorts like in the last four years you know I I had like babies and toddlers and you know my marriage hit the rocks I got a divorce I got re-engaged and like I I'm just like alluding to all of that shit in past interviews and it's interesting to see the changes that way well, you um, can use all of that and you're growing, you're, you're growing and like you're expanding your audience with those experiences because someone out there has gone through a divorce and then a remarriage and the struggles that, you know, and challenges that arise with something like that. Honestly, I'm just trying to make it to the end of the day without breaking anything, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole nother. But it's I, so great that you're doing this though, Dan, like uh, if, give yourself some credit too. I did like your analogy about, you know, the fact that you respect that people are putting themselves out there. It reminds me of that quote from Zoolander where it's like, you know, staying that mute, the music he's put out over the years. I, I don't listen to it, but like the fact that he's making it, I respect that. Right, right. I don't listen to it, but he's making it and I respect yeah, it. <laughs> he's doing something. <laughs> You're doing it. Good for you. Oh, you um, you've also added uh, online teacher of an online class to your resume. Uh, tell us about that class. How can people find it and what can people look forward to? I'm so excited about this class. Um, so I've been teaching online improv classes that are going super well. And I kind of wanted to just go... Um, shift gears a little bit um, because as I think a lot of people in Chicago know, but not all over the world necessarily know is that the root of sketch comedy is improv or that's what's believed at, you know, places like the second city. And um, so I wanted to create a sketch class because so many people want to make their own content, but have no idea where to start. And I want to allow people to feel that freedom to let those sketches start with improv. So 
what we have going on is starting on October 22nd from um, 6 p.m. Eastern time till 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, it's going to sketch writing class and it's going to go for six weeks. Um, the fifth week will be the Thursday before Thanksgiving. We'll have Thanksgiving off. And in that two week time period off, you'll have uh, an assignment to film your sketch, whatever you've written. And if you're interested in creating your YouTube channel, start all of the foundational steps to create your YouTube channel. Cause it's, and I'm sure you've found it's so much more than throwing up a sketch online, you have to have like your marketing materials, your banner, your thumbnails, all these things that you wouldn't necessarily think of otherwise. And you might know Alan, but he's a former writer for SNL. Alan Linick is going to be a special guest uh, at one of the classes. He's a gem. He's wonderful. And I'm so excited because I haven't really seen him in years. And he's just like, he was one of my favorite people at Second City. Like, Yeah, he. I always just be like, you're the Timbalts to my Mary Stone because I loved the two of them and they came up together and he's just such a wonderful person. And Is, uh, and is that where you met Chris Red as well? Yes, that's where I met Chris. Yeah, we nice. started doing sketches together. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I love Chris so much. I, I, miss, I miss him. It's, it's one of those things where you're like so happy for one of your closest friends for their success, but you also find yourself missing them because you right. understand how busy they are. You're like, I miss you, but you're doing so many great things. Right? I miss you so much. Like you, you text him like mid-afternoon on a Saturday, like, yo, dude, what are you up to? Oh, shit. I know. I almost texted him on Saturday. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, don't text him today. Oh, but like, whenever we're both in the same city, we try to we we try to get together. And That's he's awesome. Just, he was he, like my a rock, such a rock for me when I was in Chicago. He's a good dude. Um, I met him for the first time in between uh, Pop Star coming out and then him getting cast on SNL. And it, I it would think it was like at the Whip Theater that like our, uh, our girl Jess, Jess Avila, like that was her place for a while. Yeah. I met him very briefly there. And then he and I like share a lot of the same friends, like you included. And he, he was doing some show at the Laugh Factory fo- following his first season on SNL. I just DM'd him like, yo, we met once for two seconds and we have like all the same friends. Can I come crash your, crash your show and take photos? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that he would just like let somebody he's met once just take photos when he's that established, like that's some good shit. And Luke Knoll is my dude too. I... I really like Luke. See, Luke is someone where I don't think he remembers meeting me because I think I was, I don't even remember what uh, venue it was out, but I had, <laughs> I had just broken up with someone and um, I saw him in a show and I was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. I'm going to meet him after the show. And it was one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, he's cute. And then you literally like meet their girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're great off limits like <laughs> oh is this the woman he just got engaged to too I think because they were together for a long time but I honestly don't think he would remember me because it was such a like blip and then he like literally went to SNL like the next fall oh wow and yeah and we never really you know ever hung out again it was just one of those random like I met you at a show and but mm. I just think that's such a funny story because when he got on SNL I was like wait a minute that's that boy I thought was cute but then had a really serious girlfriend <laughs> oh yeah no, that show did him dirty too. Like they didn't really? even give him a shot. 
I I feel like they'd never utilized his talent enough in that show. Well, they hired him because, you know, he's, you know, a, a, a musician at his core. And then they used that literally zero times and wondered why it didn't work out. So... Well, and I thought he was such a great actor too. Like, I remember that was something that really stood out to me in the show I saw of his is I was like, he is an improviser who really knows how to act. He's not just there to like say funny stuff. Right. He like can act. And when people can act extremely well in improv, it makes it so much funnier because it's more mm. real to the character. It's not just like, here's a one-line joke. Here's a one-line joke. Here's a one-line joke. It's literally like people in a situation and people watch it and are like, oh my God, like I've been there before or that character is so funny or it matters so much to that person. And yeah, I think they definitely underutilized him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, You putting your class together, was that partially a response to the way, you know, you know, what's going on with the improv community now, like IO theater uh, closed down permanently second city up for sale. And like its future is uncertain. All of that is so heartbreaking. It blows my mind. And um, a part of me is really glad that I'm not there because um, the attachment I used to have on those two establishments has been so kind of like, you know, got like distanced from me now and it's it's hard on one hand because you're like well what a what a beautiful what beautiful places that we learned so much and had so many memories but you're also like but there were so many underlying issues that should have been addressed that were not addressed and this is kind of like consequences of those things being glossed over and when I do talk to friends who were more directly affected by those things than I was I have this like huge realization of like wow they they really should have done better when they had the chance they really really should have done better yeah and it's it's especially sad because you like you know i i've met like a i've become friends with like a handful of the really just good people who come out of there and it like i know how close-knit everybody there is and it's Mm -hmm. just it's almost like a family breaking up Yeah, it really, like when I, I was really late to finding out about, um, I mean, I was sad over IO, but I had my own personal qualms with IO, but Mm. um, the second city I was, because I'm such a huge fan of a lot of the people who um, run aspects of like Norm, I love Norm, like, you know, there there are people that I really, like who have helped me out a lot there. Um, But I was shocked that the sale with the whole, sale of everything and yeah no and the drama that unfolded after alexander like stepped down between certain like old cast members and stuff i was just kind of like watching it from the sidelines because i was like this is so crazy that this is happening and i'm i'm glad it's happening on one way but i'm also like it feels like certain people who are not affected by things are just you know stirring the pot and that's really concerning it's like why can't you like what part of your affiliation with this company is making you like almost isolate yourself from a whole community when the community is really just like, we want to come together and solve the problem. We don't want anyone to fight. Like that's how I see it. It's like, can we come together and find common understanding so that these things that people are saying have happened don't happen anymore. Right. Like, was it a management problem from your experience at IO? second city um I was when I worked 
at the second city, I was on um, the night staff and in the box office. So I wasn't privy okay. to some of the like behind the scenes stuff that was going on from a performer's point of view. I was aware of as a, as a student aware of some of the stuff that was going on. Um, and then after I left, I heard about some really unfortunate kind of higher up there things going on that was real, that were really affecting some friends of mine. Well, Aaron, uh, thank you so, so much for, for taking the time to be on here. It is so nice catching up with you. Yes, Dan, um, it's so nice to talk. Thank you for all your support. It's so, it's so appreciated. Thank I you. I mean, you know, even back in the day, you were one of my favorite people at Grubhub. So like, thank glad, you. glad it like us keeping in touch throughout the years does mean a lot to me. Me as well. I really appreciate you. And thanks for having me. And you do a great job. I was listening to some of your other episodes and what? they're really great. Yeah. Aww. So keep going. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Um, guys, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, I would really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to be rebranding soon because I keep getting bad feedback about my name and I'm not super in love with it. But right now it's the Aaron Tainer, like the entertainer, but the Aaron Tainer. I get YouTube. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at the time I was like, this is so clever. And now people are like, even my friend Jamal is like, yeah, I don't like that. Come on. But um, so it's the Aaron Tainer on YouTube. Um, if you want to subscribe and just like watch as much as you can. And uh, Instagram is the Aaron Tainer as well. And I do have that class coming up. I don't, when will this podcast air? Uh, by the end of tomorrow. Oh, sweet. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Um, guys, if you want to sign up for my sketch and scene class, it's going to run for six weeks starting October 22nd from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. We've got um, SNL alumni, really great YouTubers who are earning all of their income from this craft. So uh, we would love, love, love to have you sign up with us. Awesome. Link is also in the description, ladies and gentlemen. Check that shit out. Uh, Aaron, much love to you. You as well. Tell David I said what up. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've been trying to think up an excuse to go to Nashville, and now I have one once shit dies down. So I, I will, I will come find you. Please, please come see us. So that we have a, we have a bed you can come stay in. All right, you <laughs> an, are gonna, an extra bed. <laughs> you're gonna regret that shit. You're like, I'm moving in. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I want to thank Aaron for coming on. I want to thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's my entire list of thank yous. Hey, are you not sick of me yet? Well, you can follow me on social media at Sewell, S-O-O-L, media on everything. On everything. On top of that, you can uh, check the link for the Facebook event for the aforementioned comedy show. Check that shit out. I'm just going to push it as hard as I can, you guys. This is, it's weird having to be this obnoxious to promote something, but here I am. You can follow Aaron at the Aaron Tainer on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans. Put me in your top eight on MySpace. I think that's everything. Until next time, may the road rise up to meet you, motherfuckers. Good night.